Hello, everyone. Welcome into another edition of To The Point Podcast. Everybody's doing well on this Thursday. Uh, we're heading into NHL All-Star Weekend, which is always my favorite time of the calendar. I can't wait to watch that skills competition tomorrow night, amongst other just thoroughly entertaining events. But a lot happening in the world of sports. And uh, a few weeks ago, this trio got together. We had a really fun podcast, and we wanted to, to do it again. So, uh I'll introduce first, uh, right next, to, right to my right, uh, Creighton Fillmore Sunapass. Creighton, good to have you back. And um, I saw that your dad uh, is running uh, in an LC for is is it Chief? Uh, I saw that you shared that yesterday on Facebook. Maybe kind of share some more details on on that. Yeah, it's great to be back, Jackie. Uh, last time we were all together, it was a blast, and I'm excited to see what kind of topics we cover today. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, Dad, he is. He was nominated to run for council oh, okay. um, for the community, and um, yeah, he was just. Uh, he's excited. He really does want to make a difference in the community. Um, I believe that of all people, um, he's a very powerful individual. Um, he's very keen on making changes, and if he sees something's not right, he loves to make sure that in the end that it is right. Um, and he's a very good, just all-around great person. Um, the adversities he's battled in his life uh, on the ice and off the ice, it really says a lot about him. So I'm excited to see what he does in it for his campaign and I'm with him every step of the way. So I hope he, I hope he makes that well. No, absolutely. I, I just saw that. And I, I, uh, I reiterate what you say. I'm good, good for, uh, Everett. I saw him a few weeks ago at the store and, uh, he, uh, you know, looks great. Uh, I had a really good chat with him. So, uh, he's got our support here at, at to the point. And, um, he said, fun fact, he said he's right now. He's back at his playing weight. Wow. Like, 200 to 20 like between there i was like wow well he looked he looked thinner than that i was gonna say he was like a buck 60 he's a no. thin he's a thin dude man uh Bro, but a lot taller than me i i never knew height uh, I've, never, <laughs> I've never been blessed with that but um I'll, I'll take your word for it um also joining us back again um his capitals are fading at the moment, but he's still positive. He's a positive Thursday. Walker Campbell. Walker, uh, tough L last night, but uh, how do you feel about your capitals right now? Uh, not very good, uh, if I'm being honest. <laughs> last night was a tough game to watch. Uh, we've kind of been bombarded with uh, the injury bug kind of all year. Just, oh, she's been out the entire year pretty much. Backstrom's only played, I believe, 12 or 13 games. Uh, John Carlson missed a few with COVID. Ovi is now out with COVID. Uh, yeah, things have been going downhill <laughs> for a while, and uh, the East isn't getting any easier, so I'm not No, uh, no. Not too, but I'm excited to be here, talk some sports, uh, hopefully get my mind off of the, the tragedies. <laughs> Go Bills. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, gentlemen, but I do have certain ideas that might be off the beaten path. And I wanted to ask you guys this for the past three years, Alex Ovechkin skipped the all-star game and you're given a one game suspension. 
And I found it funny how yesterday he just now has COVID. I, I don't, I don't, it, maybe he did get it, but he served his one game suspension, if you will, last night for having COVID and he doesn't have to go to the all-star game. So do you think it's possible that maybe he didn't have it or we'll find out it was a false positive and he gets to, you know, wipe his hands clean of the all-star game? Any chance? Honestly, I'm not I, – I have no idea. Like, it is kind of weird how sudden it was. And, like, up until yesterday, he was game for it. And then all of a sudden, it's just, like, actually, we're going to send Tom Wilson instead. I love that they sent Tom, by the way. Yeah, I love, I, love, I love that, too. Great. Um, but, like, it's I just, think- like, what? So, like, I don't know if it was just, like, one of the only valid excuses that he could say that people wouldn't be like, what? Like you, Oh, like you broke your pinky finger or something. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's just like, no, I have COVID I can't go. So might be, maybe he did get it, but if not, it's a pretty valid excuse, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's a very good chance he may not have COVID. Um, I don't know. He, uh, yeah, you said the last three years he hasn't made it to the All-Star game. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't know. I think Sidney Crosby's done the same thing in the past where they just skip it. I don't know. I feel like you get to a certain point where, you know, you'd rather take the rest than spend time with your family, right? I I know Ovechkin has a wife and kids, and I, I feel like he'd much rather spend the week with them than you know competing in the hardest shot competition just gliding around playing three on three <laughs> right but yeah it i will say that old i find like the old all-star games and stuff were just more exciting in the sense like they actually were like trying and like it seems like now it's just for like it's more for like for show just yeah for like show exactly like i know they added two new events in the for vegas and it's like um i forget the names of them but there's like someone gets in the middle of like the oh the blackjack one the blackjack one and then there's yeah, one who gets in like a fountain and he has to shoot like five yeah. different circles and it's they better, like i hope they don't invite evander kane oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> might make an appearance. <laughs> he might be there for different reasons. Yeah. He's not going to be at the All Star game. He um, spotted at All Star weekend. Not yeah, not at the yeah. hockey rank though. You no. know, if it was in like Columbus, there's no way he'd be there. But if it's Bellagio, we might spot him there. He might be in Vegas. Do you guys like? <laughs> do you guys watch the All Star game? Because I haven't watched it in probably five plus years. I, I never make a point to watch it. I, honestly, I think the whole thing's kind of like I like the three-on-three format. I think it's it's uh, a lot more exciting than playing like the five-on-five, you know, no contact hitting. Um, but I think the process for choosing the players is absolutely bonkers. Like, how in the world can you tell me that Nick Suzuki and Adam Pellick are all stars? <laughs> I, the whole, like, you have to take a player from every team is just, it's, 
it's I don't know, it's BS to me. I, I think it makes it makes it a lot less exciting because you don't get truly the best players from each division. I find ever since they let like the fans kind of like when they could vote to see who. Remember when it was like. I think it was the year John Scott was in. Like the yeah, year. that ruined no, it. No disrespect to John Scott because he could eat me. But yeah. like, ever since then, I found like things went kind of downhill at the All Star Game just because it's been like what people want to see instead of what deserves to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's an All Star Game. Like naturally, you should pick the, the best, best players. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. I know people probably think, oh, it's great for views and stuff, but like, it's really not. It's kind of like a joke sometimes at this point. Like, yeah, Arizona should be sending a player, uh, ever. Uh, because they, you know, um, my, my Montreal's got 23 points this year 23. You got eight wins. So far. <laughs> like, you can't have an all star on that team. I, I, I don't care. Like, the, you can't. No. And the NBA, and I don't watch that All Star game either because I, I just hate All Star. But I'll watch the three point shooting contest. I don't watch any of the All Star weekend in NHL because I just think it's a joke. But they don't say, okay, we need a player from the Sacramento Kings. No, because who cares about the Sacramento Kings? Nobody. People in Sacramento <laughs> don't care. They don't care. They, they're like, oh, we have a team here. Oh, <laughs> just found that out. I guess we should maybe go check it out down in sac- down the road. No, let's go to Staples. We'll watch the Lakers instead. It like <laughs> as much you know, people rag on people. Like Mitch Marner is an All Star. He should probably you know be at the game instead of whoever Coyotes sang Clayton Keller or oh, Joe yeah. Blow, whoever the whoever the Coyotes found to send. Like uh, anyway, there is a lot of snubs. Yes. Yes. And, but the snub team is actually they're the winners because they don't have to go. You know what they should do? Like at some point, make it like all like a, like an all star snub team. Right. Just have them play against like the like whoever didn't make it. Like an extra team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What fun. if they did all star game Canada against the world? Bro, that was sick. But remember when they did North America versus the world? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Well, they, like, do that, were... they do that in uh, basketball, right? Like the yeah. Rising Stars. Yeah, the Rising yeah, Stars that game. Would, that would probably be a good game. Um, like, you would probably have the best of the best. Yeah. I think you, would, you wouldn't have these BS players playing in the All-Star game. Sorry, Zach Warensky, but, you know. <laughs> And is anybody from Montreal flying to Vegas to, to watch Nick Suzuki? No, they'll fly to Vegas because they want to go to Vegas and, you know, get get down. But, like, it it's not the – okay, we're going to tune in because Nick Suzuki – I just don't buy that. And, you know, I know, Walker, you um, you live with two, you know, younger kids. Obviously, you're, you have a daughter as well, but um, you know, little boys, do they watch hockey? Like, would they – they always say it's for the kids, the all-star game. Do you think that resonates, you know, you being around uh, younger younger kids? I mean, maybe if you went there live, but there's no way that a young kid's going to sit down and watch it on TV. I mean, I guess the oldest here is almost seven, and he has no desire to watch it on TV. So, I don't know. It would be exciting to see live, I guess, but 
I don't know. It's not, not really going on at all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. I just find it's now it's more of like, like you said, like it's for everyone else except for like the players. Yeah. And that's why it's in Vegas because the players need a reason to go. I mean, if they said, yeah, we're sending you the Buffalo. Columbus. <laughs> you can call, at least you can say, okay, I'll go to Vegas, get gooned, and I'll show up and try to skate. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, All-Star Weekend. Can't wait. Um, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we're, we're very, very exhilarating. <laughs> Ratings going to be sky high from these three uh, these three listeners and watchers. Um, news of the week, obviously, was was Tom Brady uh, retiring, and it, uh, it was actually last Saturday. Adam Schefter reported it and uh, looked for a while that he was going to be wrong. I was kind of rooting for him to be wrong because he was wrong with Aaron Rodgers' story, and I kind of held a beef with him there. But that's my own issue. Uh, and... <laughs> But I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, Brady obviously being one of the best ever, or kind of Mount Rushmore of, of sports. And I thought that would be fun for us to kind of debate and go through different players, different sports that we think uh, apply. And, uh, you know, th- that players that you just think are the best in, in their given sport. Uh, Crate, who did you kind of think of when you think of like Mount Rushmore of, of all time uh, athletes? Um, well, I had the obvious, I had Michael Jordan. I didn't, I didn't have a certain list, like an order though. I just kind of, right. um, I picked Jordan just cause like the man's work ethic is absolutely nuts. Okay. And like, honestly, the fact that he perfected basketball to the point where he was like, huh, I'm going to hop over to the MLB for a bit and give that a shot. And then like he won't, he didn't make it very far in ball, but like the fact that he had the confidence and like just the, the courage, really the courage to jump sports like that says a lot. And he was at the time, like the absolute best on the court across the world. Like he, he was known across the world. So at the time where social media never existed and where basically the only way to get your name out was to show, show it, mm-hmm. it says a lot about him. So he's up there for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll let Walker start. Cause I feel like he's got another 23 instead of Jordan, but uh, Walker, <laughs> do you have anything you want to bring to the table off of, Creighton mentioning Jordan. So, see, I, I didn't put I didn't put LeBron or Jordan in it. See, how I did my list was I tried to do it based off of guys who are like the clear cut number one in their sport all time. Because I, I mean the the De- Jordan LeBron debate is uh, is ongoing. It'll be ongoing forever. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm a I'm a LeBron guy. I uh, I think he's a better all-around player, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Tell that guy's like to go. And Jordan's going to go. It was like a scratch. I, uh, I guess I'll start. First, I have our guy, my guy, Tom Brady. I think there's no question that he is the GOAT of football. 
uh, seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, three MVPs, which is insane. He only has three. I don't know how he has. <laughs> yeah, he I know. That and that's that's ridiculous. Uh, Fifteen Pro Bowls, most QB wins, most pass yards, most completions, most pass touchdowns. I mean, it just goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he played 20 years with the Patriots, and then he went over to Tampa Bay, won his first year. I was kind of hoping to see him uh, run it back one more year. I actually would have loved to have seen him maybe uh, join the 49ers, but uh, mm. that's, uh, I think that's a topic for another day, I guess. But, yeah, he's who I got number one on my list. I don't know if you guys want to go straight through or – yeah, I think it's impossible not to have Brady uh, for sure. Um, you know, he's done it all. Uh, what's so fascinating is that every Super Bowl he's won, it's it's a one-possession game, which, you know, proves how clutch he is. And, and you know, some moments he got help. Malcolm Butler made a big play for him, or you could say Pete Carroll uh, yeah. threw him that game. Uh, but he, incredible career. One thing I'll, I'll ask you guys. His, uh, you know, Walker, you being a LeBron guy, maybe I think this might interest you. This this take. Would you rather be seven and three in the Super Bowl or undefeated in the Super Bowl? Like Joe Montana, I'm saying four and zero. Oh, I probably, uh, I probably prefer the seven and three, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're winning more than you're losing. And mm-hmm. a lot of it, a lot of his losses were really, you know, could have been avoidable. Like, yeah, you know, the loss to the Giants was, I believe, a one possession game. That was, uh, but that was a heartbreaker. <laughs> but, the only uh, person that can say that he owns Tom Brady is Eli Manning because he's two and zero against him in the Super Bowl. <laughs> And like uh, that's ridiculous. Eli Manning, like of all people, too. Yeah, not even Peyton. Eli, the most boring <laughs> one. <laughs> but yeah, I think obviously the undefeated record's pretty impressive. But uh, like even with Michael Jordan, he's six and zero. But I mean, you got to also consider how many times did he get bounced in the first round mm-hmm. before he even won. Plus, for me, I also take into account how many times he decided to leave the sport and come back. You know, makes you feel like he didn't have a true dedication to it all the way through. And even in his final years uh, with the Wizards, which people seem to want to not bring up ever, seemed to, they want to make it seem like it never happened because he wasn't, he was like a shell of himself, obviously. But no, I, I think like, kind of like LeBron this year, huh? <laughs> just, there, just, there. just kidding just kidding i feel for him he like he's playing very well this year and I'm, I'm surprised by it but um everyone else is not playing good no no <laughs> that, that they are terrible like yeah they gotta be the worst defensive team in in the nba by a mile True. yeah it they, they they're old they're slow they yeah the the poor Lakers. Um, but this like, team would have been, been good like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you look at them, you're like, oh my God. But then you like realize that like they're all superstars, but they're yeah. all like, yeah, like, I don't know how old they all are, but they're over at least what, 30, 
LeBron's 37. Uh, Russ is 33. Dwight's 35. Uh, I think their average age is like 33-ish. Yeah. They're the that. oldest team in the NBA by a, a wide margin. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're sick, but like like you said, Walker, it was like 10 years ago. That would have been the, even five years ago. Was... Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dwight was still really – Great player, uh, five, like, a number of years ago. Um, I wish they'd play him more. I do too. They, I, I they still think he plays him. really well when he's in there, but they don't play him. Um, he's a beast, man. Um, how about hockey? Is there a definitive goat in hockey? Did you have one on your list, Walker? Did you have a hockey player on your list? Yeah, uh, it was a no brainer for me. I had Gretzky, uh, he, hmm. he did make my list. Uh, most points of all time, most goals, most assists. He has nine heart trophies, eight in a row, <laughs> which is crazy. He had 10 art Rosses, four cups. I mean, he he's in the record books so much. I feel like it's hard to really debate anyone being better than him. I mean, you could maybe give Lemieux a crack at it, but right. – no, for me, I had Gretzky. I, the fact that he was even traded was insane. I don't, <laughs> not really sure what they were thinking on that one. Well, but, they did win a cup after he left, which is crazy. But yeah, um, I know that's true. Yeah, I that. Yeah, um, be like trade, be like trading Connor McDavid right now. Like, yeah, I don't see that going as well as it did when they traded Gretzky if they if they decide to trade him. But yeah, I I would agree. I think Gretzky's right up there, um, for sure. You know, short list. I think uh, Nick Lidstrom deserves to be right there. I think he's a you know they always talk about Bobby Horn, Bobby uh, Bobby Orr and Gordy Howe, but Lidstrom won seven Norrises after the age yeah. of thir- after the age of thirty. Uh, which is, you know, when he won at 40, he'd be on my short list for sure. Uh, you agree with Greta uh, Crate, or do you have any other hockey player that come, jumps to your mind? I had two, but they were kind of like, it was this one or that one. Uh, okay, well, you said Lemieux, so mm-hmm. he was one of them. And then another guy I had was Steve Eiserman. Oh, Mm. Man, Stevie mm. Y was a absolute. He's a clutch player, that's for sure. Yeah, like I wasn't. I like I don't remember really watching him play play because like I was young, but like I'll never forget watching like highlights of him and seeing his slap shot. I think it was against the Blues. Far down, and there was like that camera angle from like behind the net. And you just see it like come up, and it's like, oh man! And I just like I've always found him to be like a like you said like a clutch player in any situation. So I had him on my list. Well, Lemieux, but yeah, Lemieux was so he he was so good, and he didn't really work that hard at it. Uh, didn't train much. Smoked like a pack of cigarettes a day. Uh, would smoke between periods. <laughs> Uh, there's even like he used to like sit against the the boards like on shifts like he'd like lean against the boards and he'd be like, okay I'll go get the puck now and I'll score because I feel like this. But <laughs> if, if he took better care of him, uh, better care of himself, I think he, you know, I think the debate could have been closer to who you know who's yeah. the best in in the world of hockey. 
I find it crazy how he like re- he retired. No, he he, re- he retired uh, after Sid's rookie year. Yeah, but he left, didn't he? And then he came back and then played with Sid or something like that. Like, yeah, well, there was the uh, there was the lockout, lockout. and then he the uh, him and uh, Crosby and Ovi both came into the league the year after the lockout, and crazy enough, this you know Ovi won the uh, rookie of the year that year, which is crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah, that's like that was a wow, that was a crazy year. Yeah, I mean those two coming in together, I mean they're tied at the hip forever. That, that's craziness. It's true. Tough for me to pinpoint is baseball. You know, there's a lot of great players, but it's just it's always surrounded with with steroids. Like I, for me, I can't have Barry Bonds on my list because I just think he's a he's a drug cheat. Um, you know, same like guys like Mark McGuire and this. Did a baseball player uh, come on any of your guys' list? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I had a couple on my short list. I didn't end up putting them on my uh, Mount Rushmore. But a, a lot of it is just kind of myth because I, I, you know, I had Babe Ruth and I had uh, Willie Mays. But you know what? I never seen them play. I mean, Babe Ruth played in the 1920s. Yeah. Like, yeah. played like 100 years ago. So basically, he's kind of like a almost like a Wilt Chamberlain, where you're just reading off right. these insane stats, and you're like, "What? Like yeah. how how is this even possible?" So I had Ruth, uh, I had Willie Mays, um, I did have Barry Bonds in there too, but you know he was obviously um, steroid freak. But uh, yeah, so none none of them ended up making my Rushmore, but I did have them on the short list. Um, yeah, this was tough. Honestly, there there are so many good athletes, and mm-hmm. I was trying trying to figure out which like sports I can really put in the Mount Rushmore. But yeah. did you have any other sports? Yeah, so I'll just I'll read off my my last two I had. Yeah, I, I I had a lot of athletes written. Can, down, can I so. predict? Can I predict one of them? Yeah, go. I'm gonna go Usain Bolt because you're a track guy. Ooh, that was. Close. He he was uh, he was uh, my number five. He just missed it. Oh, um, just now. Okay. I had a, I had a long debate between him and my last guy, but yeah, I shout out to Usain Bolt because he dominated the track for so long. But that so uh, <laughs> I uh, so I got at my number three spot. I have Michael Phelps actually okay yeah yeah talk about domination yeah that's what i mean uh 23 just in the olympics alone 23 gold medals Jesus. <laughs> three silver two bronze i mean the guy just did not lose um and he he did it for such a long period of time too i think yeah. it was four olympics was it yeah yeah four Which yeah crazy that's 16 years of dominating and i i know he has an insane amount of world championship you know, gold medals, mm-hmm. and he has. Uh, I read up thirty nine world records in in swimming, which is crazy. So yeah, I Not you know, I know a lot of people won't really think of swimming and Michael Phelps when they're talking about Rushmore of athletes, but I kind of wanted to give him his props. No, and the last one, yeah, last one I got. Maybe I don't know. I got Floyd Money Mayweather. Oh, yeah. Floyd, he's undefeated. <laughs> He's undefeated. Yeah. 27 KOs. Uh, pound for pound. 
I believe, the greatest boxer of all time. I mean, he's so technically sound. He's not he's not flashy, you know, he's not Mike Tyson knockout, he's not he's not Muhammad Ali, you know, but he's very good technically, very, very defensive boxer, and he knows when to strike. And you know, it's it's really uh, it's fun to watch him box. A lot of people might think it's boring just because he's not, you know, throwing haymakers all the time. But yeah, I I thought fifty and oh, there, there's no way he shouldn't be on the list. And uh, yeah, so Brady, Gretzky, Phelps, and Floyd. That's my that's my Mount Rushmore. I I like Floyd. I because you never. I I I think he's if he people. I I think he is the best boxer because. I mean, 50 and all is 50. I mean, you think eventually somebody might catch you on the chin, but no, yeah. never. You know, you never lose. Like, you've never – and he's never really been in a fight that got that close. Like, oh. I wish Pacquiao could have fought him in his prime because I think that would have been a hell of a fight. What we unfortunately got to see was a disaster where both guys were – it was just boring and Pacquiao was injured before the fight, so it really wasn't um, what it should have been. But he beat Canelo Alvarez. He beat Triple G, like the, the best in the biz right now. He's beaten. Um, you mentioned Tyson. He's been great boxer, but he's been knocked out a ton too. Uh, yeah. Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, uh, obviously he had some great bouts with you know uh, the with the Frazier and, and everything else. But I, yeah, um, that's it. I like the the boxing uh, ad at the end. I. I'll let uh, I'll name my four after you go, Crate. If you want to throw anybody else in the mix, yeah. Well, on the boxing, okay. So, like, on the boxing topic, I had Muhammad Ali and Tyson, just because I also have based all of mine, yeah, not necessarily on like their records or like what like like their impact. You mean? Yeah, I based it mostly on like. When I was watching, like, when I watched, like, a lot of sports, like, who I always loved to watch or, like, highlights that I always liked to watch that, like, I found exciting or that, like, I personally was, like, holy shit. So, like, role model? Yeah, exactly. Bankroll. (laughs) Man, he he beat the big show. He did. He did. He He did. did. Knocked his ass out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> broke his nose. One punch. WrestleMania 25. Nobody will forget it. Okay, wait. Quick thing about wrestling now. Okay. Let's get into wrestling. <laughs> I, watched, I watched it the other day. Like, okay. I watched, like, a video of it the other day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Elaborate. Uh, Elaborate. It's, it's pretty, like... If people like if people thought it was like like you know when we were younger and we were like no like it's like it's all hundred percent like it's real real yeah and they were like no you're like like even like there's kids today that can be like that's not real like mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it's almost like a TV sh- like yeah, yeah well it, it is right it's like, yeah it's a business really they, they, the gimmicks are too much I, I see some of them sometimes so I agree Crate. Mm-hmm. um when I found out that wrestling was fake that was more devastating to me than like Santa Claus that whole chat like that that wow. hurt me more because I I love wrestling more than anybody um mm-hmm. I I still think 
you know, it is fake, but a lot of, I mean, that's like Jeff Hardy jumping off the top rope, Swanton Bomb. That's got to hurt. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, you yeah. know, him, those, but yeah, I mean, wrestling. Right. Yeah. Back to the Undertaker, uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, no, no one made it from the WWE. <laughs> the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't make it. Okay. Damn it. Um, I also had Raphael Nadal. Oh, nice. Fresh off his big win. Yeah, 21. 21 majors. 21 majors. That's insane because, like, I find it's kind of like when, like, Walker said about, like, swimming. Like, when people see, like, tennis, they don't – not a lot of people seem, like, interested in it or whatever. And, like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't watch it a lot. But, like, when I see, like, highlights or some, like, stuff that they do – and some games go on for like it's a grueling like, sport. It's wow, like some five games, five hours and twenty four minutes on Sunday. That was the like, final. That's Ooh. one game. <laughs> yeah. So like the fact that he's been doing that essentially for I don't know how long he's been in tennis. Like he's, I don't know how he's thirty five now, and he he did f- five hours and twenty four minutes. Like, like that's. That's ridiculous, man. And it's like not like you're going light work like here and there. Like it's like I understand there's breaks, obviously, but still, like think about being on a court for five hours and some and trying to keep your composure and the heat mm-hmm. and everybody's like watching you and this other guy. So or girl, like it's like crazy to think that. And that's right. one game. So yeah, I felt that he deserved to be on there. Um, I also had Tiger Woods. He revolutionized the what a golfer is. Like before him, it was considered like a like a white person sport, and yeah. basically, like if if you look back at it, I read I was watching this video the other day, and like his pre round routine is absolutely insane. Like, and he does it every round, every tournament. And he probably, like when he trains and stuff, it's like, not just like a couple hours, like it's an all day thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, honestly know people really train that hard for golf. Like you see people like John Daly who drinks diet Cokes and smokes darts on tour, but yeah. that's how he played. Right. And he was insane. But Tiger Woods is just like another breed. And I understand he has his flaws. And but on the golf course, he's crazy. He's I would say he revolutionized golf. Well, what he really did is he I look at him being a minority and people people love Tiger. There's very few people that dislike him. You know, I think across America, he's beloved. Like, people turn into golf because, oh, I want to see Tiger. You know, mothers and, and daughters, and, you know, he had the cheating scandal, but that didn't seem to matter. They still – he came back, and they welcomed him with open arms. They're like, Tiger, we love you. We love you. Where I don't feel they ever embraced, like, a Michael Jordan like they did uh, Tiger Woods or, you know, any other prominent athlete. And I talk about just minorities that come to mind here – like Tiger, because he was just different. It was Tiger Woods, and 
I, I agree, Craig. I think he revolutionized the sport. I think he would he created so many opportunities for guys like VJ Singh and you know young uh, Harold Varner the third and other great young black golfers to get into the game. And it's not okay. It's this is white men only. Women and and uh, blacks can't play at this course because that's how it used to be. And he he shattered that mold and opened up a new door for a lot of a lot of people uh, across the world. Yes, sir. And like, honestly, not even just the like African American like community, like internationally. Like mm-hmm. now in the tour, there's people from Japan. Yep. Like, yeah, Mat- Matsuyama won the Masters last year. He wouldn't be able to play in the Masters thirty years ago. Exactly, and like a lot of like, I find a lot of people think when they revolutionize golf, like they think, oh, like he drove it farther than so and so did, or whatever. Like he's better, but like this man made it possible for other people of color to have the opportunity to play at that level. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's being indigenous. That's very powerful. Right. You know, so it's, I think he deserves to be up there. Um, I also had Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, again, same like with Michael Jordan, just his work ethic, his commitment, um, not only to basketball, but to his family too. Um, and it just seems like whatever he did, he was all in. Like yeah. he just he did it at a hundred percent, full yeah. force. There, there wasn't no, there wasn't no breaks. Like it was just all or nothing. So yeah, I, I think he has to be the most loved basketball player of all time. I, I don't know a person who doesn't like Kobe Bryant, honestly. And the, there's I, moments where they're probably like. <laughs> Like Kobe, like I don't like, him. but then like you see all these stories that are like after with the fact, and they're like that was the best teaching that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So it's like he might have been a dick in the moment, but that's to teach you later on a lesson, and it's just like wild that he's gone. Yeah, and even by fans, I mean, you shoot a piece of paper in the garbage, you're you're saying Kobe, you're not you're not saying. Michael or no, LeBron, right? Like he's just such a such a known figure, and even before uh, his tragic death, I feel like you know people playing basketball. A lot of them they want to be Kobe, right? Yeah, that's who they want to be. Yeah, I couldn't believe it was two years the other day. I I thought it was like a you've just been a year. It really took me by surprise that um that it was two that it was two years that since his tragic passing. Um, and his daughters too. Like, and yes, and his and his daughter and uh, all the other people that that died in that crash. I mean, it was just terrible. It was super Super Bowl week two years ago, you know. So that that's uh, how how long it's been. Um, Creighton, who's your favorite athlete of all time? If you had a, if you had a Mount Mount Rushmore of your favorite players, say it's different from who you think's the best. Your favorite. Who's your favorite NHL player? Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Want me to come back to you? Yeah. <laughs> Walker, who's your favorite oh. of all time? I think I have an idea about this one. For me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you guys know I'm a huge Ovi fan. I think he's, you know, my he's my favorite player of all time. Just mm-hmm. him and his prime was so electric to watch. Um, 
just the goal scoring ability. I, I mean, I believe he's the greatest goal scorer ever. Uh, he was Agreed. just he was just must see, and I mean he he is such a liked person around the league, and you know on social media, like nobody has a bad thing to say about him. Like everyone loves him, you know the Russian machine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean there's a few. Oh, that's a tough one. There's a lot of really really good hockey players. Um, I've always been a big fan of Joe Sackick as well. I thought he was really fun to watch, but yeah, I have to go with Ovi for hockey. Great. Uh, I am gonna have to say either honestly, when I was younger, man, I remember buying an Eastern Synergy, it was silver mm-hmm. because Jerome Ginla had an Eastern <laughs> Synergy, bro. And yeah. it got to the point where you remember, like, you know, like when you can buy the tape, yeah, I had flame tape and I used it for like a game or two, and I felt like Jerome Ginla. And then I was like, <laughs> honestly, the flame tape isn't really isn't doing it for you. Isn't doing it. So <laughs> that was the last time I ever did it. But honest to God, like I remember, he was on the cover of NHL two thousand and three, maybe or something like uh, that, or two thousand two, maybe around there. And mm-hmm. I remember being so excited seeing it because, like, I, he was the like he was my favorite player when I was a kid, just because he was like, he wasn't scared to fight. He could score, he could pass, he could hit, he could do it all. And like, I honestly don't know why it was, he was my favorite player, but like, there was just something about his style of play that I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. And like, he was so humble about himself and he wasn't very, like, he was never, like he he didn't seem to be mean, which I found a lot of people are when they're at that point in their life so i always found that super cool about him um yeah joe sackett's a really good one too yeah yeah joe uh yeah i mean joe and forsberg were electric there in colorado to uh to watch in my early uh beginning watching hockey uh, early in my life that was that was a great time for me it's yager and, uh, you know, Yager is definitely not on the Mount Rushmore hockey player. I think he's one of the best, uh, but he's also my favorite player. I, I, the first number I wore was 68. Um, I, I had kind of, you know, had the frame, big ass like Yager. I thought, well, maybe uh, I can beat him on the ice. Never really, I never had his finish. I tried to have his passing ability, <laughs> but I just think he was, su- he was such a unique player. He had the hair, he had the flair. I, I just, I looked at him like, I want to be that guy. You know, he's still playing. He's 50 years old and he's playing in the Czech Republic. He just loves the game. And, you know, he's second in points all time. He'd be within, you know, three, 400 of Gretzky if he stayed in the NHL because he left during his prime to go to the KHL. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, winning cups and he put him, Lemieux, Ron Francis all on the same team. I and mean, that Penguins. That those two cups, they were a loaded, loaded team. But you, growing up, Yager was just my favorite player, and then after him, it was Jonathan Taves. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. Serious. Yeah. If I can add two more to that, okay. Um, Jonathan Taves for sure, mm-hmm. and Paul Korea. Yeah, bro. I I remember watching him 
ripped around in like the old ducks like uniform. Yep. With yep. like the Mighty ducks. that went down to here. Yep. And he was like five foot nine. But like he was just zipping around everyone and like scoring. And then like later on as I got older, I found out that he went to like the University of Maine. Mm-hmm. Which is like holy shit, like that's pretty cool too. Like so I find like that was just like Oh, I even have a University of Maine jersey of him somewhere. But I just find, like, that's really sick because, like, then next thing you know, he's captain of the Anaheim Ducks. So he right. Was, that's a good point. He's a good – I forgot about him for a second. Then you mm-hmm. mentioned that, and I thought about that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you said Yager. Uh, that makes me uh, think about the, when he was on the Boston Bruins and they're asking them their favorite players, and he says, my name is Yarmer Yager, and my favorite player is Yarmer Yager. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that one. That was a great clip when he said that. I that was so well done by their by their PR that they got yeah. him to do that because I, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, Classic. Um, Create your favorite basketball player all time. Honestly, I'm going to have to go pretty basic on it. Um, I'd say, no, Vince Carter, Vince Carter, because Mm. I remember when he, like when Toronto, like the Raptors, like they weren't, no one really knew them. Like I think it was like 2000. Three, two thousand four, like that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like for some reason, man, I always could, like, I got so excited watching him play, like, just seeing him like jump, dunk, or like, just like he was an electric player, and then like, I just that was one of the people that I always kind of watched growing up, and then you have of course Kobe and. Everyone, everyone's picks, but that, if there was one special one, Vince Carter was a beast. Yeah, that that dunk contest will never be repeated. I, I I don't think he's been beat since he's that since that dunk contest. I think he's the best at it, and he, yeah, he was he was an electric player. Uh, for you know the the Raptors were just like the baby dinosaurs back then. You know they weren't really getting any respect, <laughs> and he he put them on the map. Like people can complain about the way he left. Mm-hmm. He did a lot for that city because people oh, yeah. didn't give a crap about the Raptors until he showed up. So, Raptors fans. Did you ever watch the – I think it's called the Vince Carter effect or the mm-hmm. Carter effect or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, the doc on him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he's an interesting – he played 22 seasons as well, which is, you know, he, he loved the game. Nobody can deny that. Walker, your favorite NBA player. Is it LeBron? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, LeBron is my favorite player of all time, but uh, I won't bore you guys with that. I'll just I'll mention a, a one guy I love to watch other than LeBron, and that is Steph Curry. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's absolutely electric. Um, he really likable guy, good leader, um, greatest shooter of all time, in my opinion. Uh, he's really fun to watch. So um, yeah, him. But yeah, I am a LeBron guy. I think he's the best all around player of all mm-hmm. time uh he's probably one of the best passers ever i i, I would put him a top five passer yep. um you know i think he's a i think he's an incredibly underrated scorer i mean he's 37 averaging yeah. i believe around 29 a game 
I think I think he could have easily averaged over thirty every year in his prime had he had he wanted to. But you know, he's been I feel like he's been always asked to uh, uh, play his game kind of different than just scoring. Yeah, he's been yeah he's assist he's like I said he's one great passer. He's more of a triple double kind of guy, uh, and yeah, he helped his teammates more than helping himself, if you will, when it comes to scoring. Um, mine's an easy one. Uh, I named my dog after this player, uh, and it would be uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I I loved him because he he reminded me of me. You know, I looked at Dirk and I said I could beat him. I didn't. You look at him, he didn't look like he was in great shape. He never looked like he should be playing basketball. He's just this white, gangly seven-footer. Again, I didn't have the height, <laughs> but like he was awkward on the court, but he he won an MVP. He won an NBA Finals MVP. He beat LeBron in the finals, schooled him, sent him crying back to uh back to Miami uh that first <laughs> time around. And I, I he just, I just looked at him. And I said, "That could be me. That's a that could be the German version of me. Like this, this. Where did this guy come from?" But Hall of Famer. He's uh, got the most points ever scored by a European player. He's number seven all time in points, and he got his number retired this year as well. I, I just, I, I loved watching him. I, I it was, it was, it was, it was easy to root for him because he another really likable guy. Like he was yeah. always happy, always, you know. Happy go lucky and yeah, he was he was just a good dude. Um, yeah, I, I love Dirk too. Yeah, uh, do you think it's possible that uh, Luka Doncic could be uh, better than Dirk was? Yes, because Luka is way more talented. Um, I don't think he's as good of a shooter as Dirk. Um, I I I think he needs to improve his three-point shot. I mean, that wasn't Dirk. I mean, Dirk was in the office. That step back, give him the ball there. It's going in every time. But, I mean, Luca is a point guard, so he's going to have the ball more. Um, and what I do think is important for Luca is you got to win one. You, know, you got to at yeah. least get one because Dirk got one in a situation where they, they weren't expected to win in 2011. They played the Lakers in the first round, swept them, and then – they kept kept going, kept going, beat the Spurs, and then they were heavy underdogs against uh, your Heat Walker, and they they escaped with with the win. Uh, yes. Down town two one, they win three straight. But I do think Doncic, you know, I like to add the little uh, Croatian Don't at kick. the end of it because look at Doncic. Uh, <laughs> he he's beyond talented. I I do I do worry about his his fitness because he never seems like yeah. he's in that good of shape either. No. No, he he is not what the uh, pinnacle of physical should look like. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's no LeBron or uh, like John Morant, who looks like he's, he's like a, It's kind of like a Phil Kessel, if you will. Yes, yes, they're very very similar. Yeah, he's the type of guy that shows up for gym class with like shorts under his like sweats already, mm-hmm. and shorts he that just go with, down to your shins. Yeah. Exactly. Just rolls up his track pants and he's ready for gym. Yeah. And and he's like gas, but at the same time, he's burning you. Like yeah, you're in great maybe, shape, but he's just torching you. Like you're maybe, trying to guard him and you're like, who is this bag of milk? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's beating you down the floor every time somehow. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite football player, Craig? 
of all time. Yeah. Um, Ray Lewis, bro. I remember watching a lot of like intense hits from Ray Lewis, and I honestly couldn't believe that a man could hit that hard. He was a mean man. He was mean. And then, like, on an off from an off, or like an offensive point, mm-hmm. I would say. I'm not going to say Tom Brady because, like, mm-hmm. that's be a valid answer. I mean, it would be a valid yeah. answer, but I feel like that's everybody's answer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like who's your favorite player? Brady. I love the Patriots, too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, I mean, Ray, Ray won two Super Bowls and he was yeah. a, he's all of Famer, hell of a player. So, yeah. um, Walker, how about you? Yeah, so I mean, I, I've been watching football like pretty hard for a few years now. I guess to go back, way back before I would have watched a few guys I've seen clips of who I thought were outstanding. Um, Joe Montana, he uh, he was amazing. Jerry Rice as well. Um, not I, was, bad. I, I really, yeah, no, he's all right, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, mm-hmm. that guy was an animal. Uh, I guess right now, some of my current favorite players. I mean, obviously, I'm a Bills fan. I, you know, I think Josh Allen is great. Um, uh, he's re- very good arm and probably one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I am all of a sudden a huge Joe Burrow fan right now. Hard not to be. I yeah. mean, I, I'm i almost ready to jump on the Bengals bandwagon. Jo-hio. Jo-io. Jo-io. He doesn't lose. No, he doesn't he lose. lose. Yeah. <laughs> he's – yeah, he's – I like when he's you know he's walking into the stadiums with all that drip. I mean, he just looks like a stud. You know, he looks like he knows what he's doing. Um, and he delivers in the big moments. And um, yeah, I, Joe Joe's a stud. I, I love him too. For me, it was a Green Bay Packer. And it's not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Mister uh, Immunized. Uh, it, <laughs> I got yeah. Immunity. yeah, yeah, he's got immunity from winning uh, NFC Championship games, uh, but. <laughs> I uh, my favorite player he retired a few years ago. It was Clay Matthews, and I remember growing up, I wanted to have long hair, and I was never allowed. And when I did grow it out, it did not look good, so that was deflating. But uh, I looked at Clay Matthews, he had the blonde hair, coming across the edge, sacking the quarterback, just a stud. And he used to always like flex, and I, I he was just an ultimate competitor. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers. His dad was a Hall of Famer before him, Clay Matthews Sr. And, yeah, he, I just – I loved his whole vibe. I thought he was a great player. Um, you mentioned Megatron Walker. He was another one. Uh, for me, when I just think of guys that are – I'm like, okay, that guy is so damn good. Um, Ed Reed in Baltimore was so good playing with Ray Lewis. That whole team was just uh, – that defense was stacked, loaded. Um, and you know, I, I liked, I knew of him as a player. I like him more now as a, as an analyst and as a person that does, uh, 
TV that I listened to. Shannon Sharp was a great tight end. He won three Super Bowls, but he's uh, excellent on TV as well. Uh, he's got one of the best personalities in all of sports media today. And I think he's one of the smartest people on TV when it comes to talking about football, basketball. It doesn't matter. I, I just think he's he's a he's great on and off the field at whatever he does. Yeah, uh, he's probably my favorite sports personality to listen to. I think his analogies are just spot on. Yeah. And the thing I really like about him is he he's objective about his favorite players as well, whereas most guys defend their their guys to the bone. Mm-hmm. He he had like he said it. He thinks LeBron James is the best um, basketball player of all time. But he 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 will tell him if he's playing like crap or you know yeah. Where it's like his partner Skip Bayless will defend Michael Jordan to to his grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's I, true. Yeah, but yeah, I, I love Shannon Sharp. Uh, love undisputed. Um, great tight end, Hall of Famer. Um, I, I honestly wish I would have watched football when I was younger. I don't know. I don't know who kept me out of the loop on that, but uh, I, sh- I have to yeah, give my dad talking to. Our area, there's no football like around. So it's like one of those if you, things. If I you guys really could know. have played, would you have growing up? Probably, I'm- but just because I'm tall. Like I'm just kind of, like I would have been bigger than a lot of people naturally, right? But like, when I'll be honest, um, ever since I watched the movie Concussion, yes, uh, with Will Smith, I really looked at football like, like whenever I hear like helmets hit, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm just like those are both three hundred plus pounds. Landing on top of you. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Flag football is fine with me. So, like, I, you know what I mean? It's one of those sports that are like, I would like to watch, but, like, I'd be like, I don't think I'd play it to that level. Yeah. I, although, I wish, turkey I bowl. I probably would have tried it. I, yeah. I'm not really sure what position I would even play uh, being five foot nine close to 200 pounds i think so. me and you walker we both could have been linebackers <laughs> I was, uh, we're too damn small to be receivers and you're too you're too buffed up you you i mean you'd crush a corner don't get me wrong but like I, you could be a tight end i try kicker i could see you being a tight end walker maybe i just like, feel like you I'm could be like a george kittle <laughs> I mean, he's like six five. Be a, <laughs> be like a, a red zone, uh, red threat. zone threat. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Put me on for like five percent of the snaps in the uh, in the end zone. Yeah, and I wish Bonner Law had football because I I I would have at least tried it. Because Bro, I, yeah. yeah, you forget about the the Turkey Bowl. Remember that? I do remember. I yeah. remember our well, my one and only. Every time playing an actual game of football, and can you really it. call that a football game though? <laughs> I <laughs> we well, were trying, we were trying, we <laughs> tied them. I remember we tied them. I feel like we won, but they were too ashamed to admit that, so they said we tied. Yeah, for sure. Next time you have beers, you on ask them. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'll ask him. I, I know he'll say they won by like 10 points or something. I'll be like, okay, you're a Lions fan. You don't know how to win. Yeah. Uh, you know. But yeah, but, like, yeah. Is he a, <laughs> a Sabres fan too? Yes, he is. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> he just likes to cheer for bad teams. So I, I remember yeah, on his smart board, you have like a Buffalo Sabres uh, player. Yeah. He's probably a Sacramento board. Kings fan too. Uh, <laughs> To go full circle in this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, yeah, I didn't know what we were going to get into today, but I thought, yeah, like it was good to talk about talk about our favorite athletes. Good just to go down memory lane. I like talking about you know guys you don't think about every day. I think it's a lot of fun. And um, guys, uh, the Super Bowl is a week from Sunday. Any big predictions? Who do you guys got winning the big game? This was tough because I really want to jump on the Bengals train right now, but I just I cannot bring myself. I I, I do think the Rams are going to pull out the win, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because of defense. I mean, the Bengals barely got by the Titans, who who their defense play or well yeah their defense played amazing that game, but you know Ryan Tannehill decided to play Throw like a. Off. Like a high school <laughs> pickup league Turkey football ball. player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was that bad, you know. And I think the Rams have just as good, if not better, of a of a defensive uh, mm-hmm. lineup than the Titans, and and they're they're way better offensively. That's for sure. I mean, Matthew Stafford is playing very good. Cooper Cup is incredible. OBJ, uh, he's mm-hmm. been playing really good. Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Um, they're they're really good, and I mean I know the Bengals just beat the Chiefs, but I mean let's not forget the Chiefs are not a very good defensive team. So when their offense isn't rolling, um, <laughs> they're losing. They're not, you yeah, know, the, no, their defense yeah. is not very good at all. And you know I worry about the Bengals O line. They're they're about as good as uh, I don't know. Three of us. They're about as. <laughs> they, they might as well put us there. They'd be just be just as good. So You're available. Yeah, um, we are. We are. We're free agents. Yeah. Anybody who's watching. The, the, turkey, ball, turkey ball tapes got to be out there. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, if any Bengals scouts are watching this right now, you know, just give us a shot. Practice squad this week. Yeah. See what we can do. We're real good team guys. Good in the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, would you take the Bengals to cover the four and a half? I don't know. Maybe I, I think they can. That's not. I don't know if that's a bet I would make. I did. I did not bad last week, and actually, I did a Bengals money line, and uh, I picked the 49ers spread, which they mm-hmm. hit. I, I I almost crapped myself after they threw that interception. I'm glad they uh, the Rams decided to just take a knee because that would have uh, yeah. screwed up my whole bet. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I. I don't know that that's such a tough one. That that's probably the hardest spread of of all because the Bengals are good, but even uh, when they beat the Titans, I don't even think Joe Burrow Joe, Joe Burrow threw had a passing touchdown. Did he? Not? He didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And I mean, even against the Chiefs, their first half they they were down what. Was it 21-3? 21-3 at one point, yeah. And then it was 21-10. So, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I actually would probably lean towards them not covering the spread. Honestly, if if I had to bet on it, right. I would probably go like Rams by a touchdown. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to bet against Cincinnati because they covered the seven last week in Kansas City, which was a yeah. big, that's a big cover. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the game. Obviously, I mean, it's a bittersweet for me because it's the last football game of the year, and that means there's none until September. Heartbreaking. Ah, yeah. Only in 15 more days till hockey season. Got to toughen up. Got to toughen up. Yeah. I have to watch happy just to get in a better get in a better mood about the NHL season uh, about the NFL season taking a pause but um awesome to podcast again guys we'll have to do it again uh, down the road but thank you guys for taking the time uh and uh we'll, we'll chat real soon awesome thanks for having us thanks for having us brother anytime all right everybody thanks for tuning in have a great day and as always we'll talk soon <laughs>